0: Hey guys, it's Say back here. Welcome back to my podcast. So as you know, in my previous podcast, I told you about the book Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, which was the first book in the series. But sadly, I couldn't complete telling about it. So here I am again to complete it. So let's start, shall we? So, I stopped at when the Quidditch match was complete. I know I didn't really explain it in detail much, but there's actually not kind of a way to explain it in detail. Well, I know I said that there was something weird about Snape. Well, I'll explain that a little more. So, Snape was just watching Harry, and Harry was taking a little closer look at him, and he saw that his leg was, like, like, it was really bleeding a lot, and it was like something had bitten him or something. So then, Harry spent the night finishing Snape's work, and I think later you might find out why. Well, then, when he finished it, he went to potions class early to give it to him, and also so he could see what was wrong with his leg. So he went and went inside the door and said, and Snape just said, get out, Potter. And then Harry was like, I'm here to give my essay on, I can't really pronounce it much, Bimble Mumble Pumbly Weeds. I have no idea why they're called that. Bimble, mumble, bumbly needs. So he gave that essay to Snape, and then he was like, okay, now go out. And then here he went, and he couldn't have a closer look at his leg because it was, like, behind the table. Hmm. What was next again? Oh, yeah. How could I be so forgetful? Then, he actually wanted, he went with Hermione to do research because Hermione, like, literally made him. He said that, she said to Ron and Harry that you're too behind on studies and you need to come to the library with me. And then they went to the library at night, which they're not allowed to do. So they went to the library at night, and Phil the caretaker came, and he was looking for them. But on Christmas, I didn't tell you this, but on Christmas, Harry got a present as an invisibility cloak, and he was go. He was wearing that on Hermione, Ron, and him. So Phil, Flit, Flit. God, I always get like so confused with his name. It's like. Fletch or Filch. It's Filch. So Filch couldn't see them. Then they just trotted along the way. And then Hermione and Ron quickly just went away because Harry said, there's one more thing I need to do. He... Since he took a book from the library and forgot to put it back, he went back and put it back, and he was going back to the Gryffindor common room. But then he saw this... He accidentally hit an armor. He could see outside, but it wasn't really that clear. He accidentally hit a suit of armor, and then, like, a secret door opened. Well, it wasn't actually a secret door. It was, like, a... Small little place, and there was a mirror there. He looked through the mirror and he saw his parents behind him. I know, right? That was impossible because his parents died because Lord Voldemort murdered them. And then Harry's mother put her hand on Harry's shoulder, and then Harry, like, touched it and then noticed. Nothing was there. He thought that maybe his parents are wearing invisibility cloaks behind him, but no, there was no one. He couldn't feel it or see anything. That's because the mirror didn't tell the truth. No one was behind him. The mirror of Irizet, which was the mirror Harry looked through, it shows your greatest wishes. And since Harry didn't spend enough time with them to find out who they really are, because he only spent one year. So that's why his biggest wish was to see them again. And then he told that to Ron, and he brought Ron there the next night. And Ron didn't see Harry's parents. He saw him holding the Quidditch World Cup. Okay, fine, not the Quidditch World Cup, the Quidditch House Cup. You know, Quidditch is the game I talked about, the last thing I talked about in the last podcast. So, Ron was in the team, but he really wanted to be, but he couldn't. He didn't even go for tryouts, but he was really good. But he didn't go for tryouts because his broomstick isn't that neat. So, Ron couldn't be in the Quidditch team. Then, Harry and Ron fighted. That how come Ron couldn't see why... How come Ron couldn't see Harry's parents? And then they went back to sleep. Hermione was, of course, already asleep. Then the next day, they went to visit Hagrid. And... Let me remember. Right. When they reached Hagrid's hut, they saw him holding an egg. I know, an egg? Why was he holding an egg? I mean, it wasn't that, like the boiling egg we use to make food and all. It was a totally different type of egg. It was shiny and it was green and it was really big. But not that big, of course, and it couldn't have been a chick's egg. A chick's egg is not, like, about three feet tall. (laughs) Okay, not really three feet tall. It was kind of really long. So then Harry, Hermione, and Ron asked, What's that egg? And Hagrid said, It's a dragon egg. There's a dragon inside. I know, right? There are two rules Hagrid is breaking. One, bring a dangerous creature inside school bounds. Dragons are totally dangerous. And two, dragons are not allowed at all. So they both are kind of the same thing, right? Except one is talking about one specific creature, and the other is talking about any specific creature. Then, Hagrid... Sorry. Hermione asked, where did you get that egg? And he said that I went to Hogshead, which is in Hogsmeade. But kids are not allowed to go to Hogsmeade until they're in year three. And even if they are in year three, their guardian or parents have to sign it. So, I'll tell you that in the third book, because that's kind of about the third book. So right now, let's focus on the first book. <sighs> so, Hagrid told that he got it in Hog's head, which is like a usually really quiet place. It was like a bidding or something. And he got it with a person who had a hoof under his head. And Harry forgot to tell Ron and Hermione about Snape's foot. And then Hagrid accidentally told them about Nicholas Flamer. Nicholas Flamel was the one who made the Philosopher's Stone. You know when the book's name is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone? Nicholas Flamel was the one who made the Philosopher's Stone. And it's not just any ordinary type of stone you can just find lying around. It's a really special type of stone. It can, like, restore your life all the way back like it's a new life. So then, Harry was like, sorry, Hermione was like, I bet someone here in the school wants to get the Philosopher's Stone. No, actually, Hagrid didn't mention about the Philosopher's Stone, but then they did some research on Nicholas Flamel and found out that he was the one who created the Philosopher's Stone. And then, when Harry told the weird thing about Snape and his foot, Hermione said that, I bet Snape wants to get the Philosopher's Stone. So, I didn't tell you this, but I was supposed to tell you it last podcast, but actually, they went to a forbidden hallway and there was a three-headed dog there. And, of course, Snape must have gotten bitten by the three-headed dog. He was probably trying to get through the trap door, which was under him, so that he could get the philosophical stunt. But of course, that didn't work, because the three-headed dog probably bit him. And then they went back to Hagrid for information, and when they did, the egg had hatched. Yep, it had hatched. And inside was a cutesy, wootsy little dragon. It didn't look really dangerous. But it was dangerous. It bit Ron's leg, and then he couldn't walk. He just fell on the sofa. Yeah, I had to have a sofa and everything. In just one single hut. He had like a kitchen, a kitchen table, a sofa, a window. He even had a dog. His name is Fang. It was like a black dog. Well, I'll we'll talk about him later because he actually comes in this podcast. So then they were like, we have to send Nor- Norbert back. Habit told that the dragon's name was Norbert. Then Hermione and Harry said, we have to send Norbert back. If anything like what happened just now to Ron could happen to anyone else, it could be really dangerous, and also you could get expelled again. Hagrid got expelled because of something. He was framed, but that's not really in this book. That's in the next book. I'll explain that in detail in the next book. So Hagrid got expelled because he was framed about something, but Dumbledore believed him, and then when he became the headmaster, he made Hagrid the gamekeeper. And Ron and Hermione were like, "If anyone finds out you have a, whew, if anyone finds out you have a dragon eater who has bitten a student, you're gonna get expelled instantly, of course. And you already got expelled once, so it's like a double expulsion. Expulsion." Then Hadriel was like, oh, fine, you've convinced me. Go take him away. And then Ron was like, my brother Charlie, you know, at this, in the Before podcast, I told that Ron has two brothers who already finished his, their seventh year. Well, that was Bill and Charlie. Charlie had moved to Egypt where there were dragons, and he was really good at of taking care of them. So Ron said, my brother Charlie is really good at taking on dragons in Egypt, so maybe you can send Norbert to him. But he seems to be busy at the moment, but his friend's on a vacation, so he could come here and pick him up. But Hermione and Harry said, we can't do that today now. It's already nighttime, and we're not allowed to be out of bounds at nighttime. They took a card from Dumbledore which allowed them to be out of bounds just to meet Hagrid. So then Harry was like, hey, remember I've got an invisibility cloak? But Hermione said, but Ron's hurt, he can't come. And he knows exactly how Charlie's friend looks like. And then Ron had the kind of helpful idea, but, Okay. So he had this idea that I can draw a picture of Charlie's friend, and he drew a stick figure. I mean, like, a stick figure looked like anyone. I mean, of course, it looked like a boy because of the hair and the pants, but it looked like anyone who was a boy. It looked like Harry, Ron, Hagrid, literally anyone. Then he was like, I think you had to draw a sketch, not a stick figure. Then Ron was like, but this is my best drawing. And I was like, while reading, I was like, how is this his best drawing? Then Hermione just said, I think we'll figure out who it is ourselves. Then she and Harry went out at night. And then Professor McGonagall found them. And Neville was also there to warn that Professor McGonagall was warning. And then... Malfoy was also there following them and spying on him. And they got 150 points taken from Gryffindor. Yep, 150. So there's the scale thing, and they got 150 points taken. So at the start, they always have 10 points. And then they keep on adding and adding and adding. And at the end of the year, whichever team has the most points... They are the house of the year. Well, kind of like the house of the year because the year's already kind of finished. So they're just not awarded anything or anything. But if they get four times in a row house of the year, the team gets a trophy, which is placed in their trophy stands. So then they got 150 points taken away, and they got detention, which was in the Forbidden Forest. They had to go with Hagrid. So now here's the part I said Fang is going to come up. So, (coughs) right, Hermione and Harry were supposed to be with Hagrid because he was their supervision, and Malfoy and Neville were together. They were with thing, Hagrid's dog. So their task was to find a unicorn. So Hagrid gave them lots of binoculars, and they saw some shimmery, like, slime or something, and Hagrid said that was unicorn blood, so he was like, we have to find out if the unicorn is alive or not. It might be injured. And we have to find out what made it injured or what didn't, didn't. So they started the journey. And then Neville came running to Hagrid and was like, Malfoy scared me. Can I please be with you? He was like whimpering, like, Malfoy scared me. Can I please be with you? And then Hagrid was like, Oh, fine. No more scaring now, Malfoy. Harry, could you go on with Malfoy with Bing And then Harry had to say yes because this was detention. So then he went with Malfoy. And, of course, I don't know what happened with... <clears throat> I don't know what happened with Hagrid, Hermione, and Neville because it didn't tell in the book. It only told what happened with... Thing, Malfoy, and Harry. So they found the unicorn, retrieved it, it was dead. Someone was drinking the blood. Okay, I know, it was drinking the blood. Unicorn blood can make your life, like, halfway more. But, the like, the second it touches your lips, you get cursed for your whole life. So even if you don't literally, like, drink it, but even if it just, like, touches your lips, you still get cursed for your whole life. So someone was drinking it, not just touching its lips on him, but actually drinking it. He was under a hood, so they didn't know who it was, and they came running out of the Forbidden Forest, where they met Hagrid, Harry, sorry, Hagrid, Hermione, and Neville. And then they didn't really tell what happened in there. Because they were scared that they would get too scared. So they went, and they did Hermione, Harry, and Ron did more research after Ron's leg was better. Because, of course, Ron couldn't walk to the library if his leg was hurt. So they did more research, and then they found out a way to get a three-headed dog to go to sleep. So they played some music and went through the trapdoor. But... Of course, Snape was already there. But they were sure that the person who wanted the philosopher's stone was Snape. So they went down, and there were these snap things, And the trick to stop them from snapping and making it tighter was to just, like... Was, like, just to... Don't struggle with it. And then Hermione and Harry got down. But Ron was like so scared he kept on struggling with it that it was getting so, so, so much tighter. And then Hermione and Harry were like, there's no way he's going to stop struggling with it. So they just pulled him down because his legs were under the plant. And they just pulled him down. And then he came down. And then they went to this chess game. There was a chess game. It was magical chess. So, as you know, us muggles, or not actually muggles, us normal people, we play chess. Just like that, they play chess, which is magical. Just a little chess, like our size one. But this one was giant. It was like a human chessboard. So some places were not there. One place was. Ron took that one. He was the knight horse. And then Harry was the king, and Hermione was the queen. I bet you understand why. So then they played the chess game. Ron sacrificed himself so that Harry could checkmate the king. Sorry, so Hermione could checkmate the king. And then after that, Hermione had to make, like, a choose the correct potion so that she could get out and go help Ron. And Harry was left on his own, so he went. And then he met Quirrell. He was actually the one trying to get the Philosopher's Stone, not Snape. So then he said, look into the mirror and tell me where the stone is. And Harry looked into the mirror and saw himself. But there was another, like, tiny version of himself with his pocket. And he, it, like, dropped the Philosopher's Stone in. And then Harry actually felt something drop into his pocket. And that was the Philosopher's Stone. Then Voldemort came because, actually... Quirrell was wearing, like, a turban, which Indians wear. He was wearing a turban, and he untied that, and his face looked pretty small, and at the back of his face, you would never guess who was there. The person who murdered Harry's parents, Lord Voldemort, or Tom Ravala Riddle. You won't understand that quick. So, Voldemort... Since Voldemort... Sorry, since with the power of love, Harry had stopped Voldemort, he had also kind of taken his magic and also kind of started to make him dissolve. So all that was left of Lord Voldemort was his face. And he used the imperious curse on <clears throat> he used the imperious curse on Professor Quirrell and Professor Quirrell let his head be on the back of his head. So then, Lord Voldemort said, what about you give me what's inside your pocket? And then Harry was like, never. And then he just caused fire, and then guess what? Quirrell came running at him to take the stone, and then Harry just touched. And when he touched Harry, his hand became stoned. And then he went back walking and then he ran at him again. And then Harry looked at his hand and looked at Quirrell's face and looked at his hands again and smiled at him. And then when he came close enough to Harry, he just, like, with his hands he touched his Quirrell's face and it became stone. Because with the power of love, not only did Harry be saved from Voldemort killing him, but he also got like a stone thing, so that Voldemort can't touch him. So then finally he could escape, and, just like I said in the last podcast, Hermione, Ron, and Harry were best friends. So then, guess who won the trophy? Because last three years in a row, Gryffindor had won the House Cup. So guess who won the trophy? Well, you probably guessed it, Gryffindor. Even though they got 150 points minus, they were in last place. But because of Ron's sacrifice, they added more points. Because Hermione's intelligence, they added more points. And, of course, because of Harry saving the whole school, there were more points. But they just needed five more to pass Slytherin, who had the most points and Neville won. I can't really remember why Neville got the last 10 points, but, well, he did. And everyone was, like, cheering for Neville because Neville had never added this many points to Gryffindor. I know, right? He's melting. really, really, really forgetful. And then everyone was like, in Gryffindor was like chanting, Neville, Neville. And they kind of forgot about Ron, Hermione, and Harry, but they didn't mind. And they were best friends forever and ever. The end. Well, thanks for watching my podcast, guys. Make sure you stay tuned for my next book, which is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Bye!